Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, SFFBL listeners, and welcome to Backlist to the Future. Our bi-weekly installment of recommendations from the deep and sometimes dusty corners of science fiction and fantasy. Because one show every two weeks is just not enough to cover all the books we want to talk about. I am Sharifa Williams. I am recording early on June 28th. And today I am talking about BIPOC books published a decade ago. So I'm going all the way back to 2013 as I did in a previous episode with my guest host, Jeff O'Neill. And in that episode, we were talking about the most popular books published in 2013 as listed by Goodreads. And I'll tell you a little bit more about this journey and why I decided to do this episode after I tell you about one of our newest podcasts, which is First Edition. So what do S.A. Cosby, Khaled Hosseini, Sarah Bakewell, and Yadon Israel have in common? They have all been guests on our newest podcast, First Edition, where BookRiot.com co-founder Jeff O'Neill explores the wide bookish world. Uh, you can subscribe to hear all of them speak. You can also hear me and Jeff talk about our science fiction and fantasy instabies. And you might have already heard that episode actually because it's swapped for one of our SFF Yeah episodes because of PTO stuff. Um, so you might have heard that one. And there are so many more great episodes of First Edition. So you can subscribe to hear some great interviews and stay to hear Book Riot's editors pick the It Book of the Month. To subscribe, search First Edition in your podcast player of choice and hit that subscribe button. Let's hear from a sponsor before I talk more about this episode and my picks. Today's episode is brought to you by Bloom Books. Taming Seven is an epic and unforgettable love story in the international best-selling and TikTok phenomenon, The Boys of Tom and series from Chloe Walsh. So Tom and's cheekiest lad, Jared Gibsey Gibson, has always been a comedian, but inside he is haunted by events of the past and he uses humor to cope, hiding his true self from the world. Then you have Claire Biggs, who is the epitome of sunshine. She's always loved Gibsy, her brother's friend and her favorite neighbor. She also has always seen a side to him that no one else seems to notice, and she becomes determined to tame her wild-at-heart childhood best friend. So The Boys of Tom and Series is an internationally best-selling YA romance series that has taken TikTok by storm. It's perfect for readers looking for new adult slash crossover romance, dual point of views, friends to lovers, marathon worthy TikTok books, and angsty tearjerkers. 
Taming Seven is published today and it's the fifth book in the series. So make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Bloom Books for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Song of the Silks Realms by Judy Eilin. Shi Wei is a talented young musician who was orphaned at a young age. Her sole family is a kindly uncle, but then her uncle is killed and she is, of course, devastated. With no family and no patron, Shi Wei is facing the possibility of a lifetime of servitude playing the chin. Then one night, she is unexpectedly called to perform for the enigmatic Duke Meng. He surprises Shi Wei further with an irresistible offer. Serve as a musician in residence at his manor for one year and he'll set her free of her indenture. But the Duke's motives become increased increasingly more sus when he and Shuei barely survive an attack by a nightmarish monster. It's like, what, <laughs> what's going on here? So this book is a sweeping epic romanticy that follows a talented young musician who is swept away to the celestial realm by an enigmatic young duke. And who doesn't want to be swept away to the celestial realm by an enigmatic young duke? She's living all our dreams, honestly. Make sure to check out the new book. And thanks again to Song of the Six Realms by Judy Eilin for sponsoring this episode. Okay. So as I was mentioning, taking a look at the 2013 books, SFF books in particular, um, on Goodreads, I was recognizing how white that list was. And I remember 10 years ago that that was just, you know, the norm in science fiction and fantasy. I remember going to panels and all sorts of things where there wasn't as much awareness that, you know, maybe all the panelists shouldn't be white on science fiction and fantasy panels and in speaking engagements and conferences and the like and now of course we see more diverse lists there is still room to grow but I wanted to point out a couple of BIPOC SFF books from 2013 because we didn't really get a chance to talk a lot about them um, looking at the list on Goodreads but there were some really great BIPOC SFF books published 10 years ago. One of them is a familiar one, perhaps, The Ghost Bride by Yang Si Chu. And this one actually got a recent adaptation. It was published 10 years ago. Um, I believe that the adaptation was filmed and released pretty recently in 2020, it looks like. So it took a while for an adaptation to come out, but I thought that it was great. It was unexpected to see an adaptation for this book. I felt like it was kind of under the radar for a while, but it's such a vivid story that takes place in Malaysia. Um, in the book, it's called Malaya. We're going back in time here. And this is colonial Malaya. So there's a family, there are two families that are caught up in this really strange event. Lilan is the daughter of a family that is, you know, has seen some great times and is now seeing some hard times. They're bankrupt. Um, their future does not seem very bright. And so... 
Lilan is forced into this situation where a wealthy family, the Lim family, wants her to become a ghost bride for their son who died mysteriously very recently. So Lilan does not necessarily want to go through with this, but her family is in a really tough place um, and they don't know how else to get out of this mess. And it seems like this is going to promise Lilan some security that her family can't promise. But of course, there is a sacrifice required that comes with the job of being ghost a ghost bride. And this story has a lot of different elements. There's like a note of Jane Austen in here uh, because of the time period and because of this family, Lilan's family, being, you know, a kind of noble. They are not peasants or anything like that, but they're obviously struggling and the way they see an escape from those struggles is through their daughter's marriage. And then there's also this sort of, I'm a big fan of the movie Spirited Away. And there's also a note of that, which I love as well, because Lilan ends up entering the world of the afterlife, the world of ghosts. And it's this whole place, the Chinese afterlife, where there are spirits and there is bureaucracy. And then as Lilan is dealing with all of this and suffering from literally being haunted by her fiancé, she's also discovering feelings for someone else that just makes things even more complicated than they are. So it's a really great book, especially if you love ghost stories. You know, my family is Malaysian, my mom's Singaporean, and ghost stories are a big thing in our culture. And so, of course, I was drawn to this book, and I think it's really imaginative and just a special story. So again, that was The Ghost Bride by Yang Si Chu. I should mention that this book does come with some content warnings for drug addiction, attempted suicide, overdose, and the death of a parent. My next book I wanted to talk about is one I haven't read yet, but that I just learned about in my search for BIPOC SFF books from 2013, but it is by a familiar author, Aliyah Don Johnson, and the book is called The Summer Prince. And during our original episode, looking back at popular books from 2013, we were talking a little bit about how, you know, YA dystopian fiction was a really big thing around that time in the years around and on 20 in 2013. Um, and this applies also to the Summer Prince. It also has that YA dystopian um, romance that was just everywhere in that time. But this book is a little bit different. It takes place in a, a place called Palmares Tress. And it's a futuristic world where there are all sorts of new technologies coming out. 
And in this particular place, there are a whole bunch of politicians and there's a government that really does not want some of the newer technologies coming out and they're very restrictive about it. And then there's also our main character, June Costa, who's an artist and she knows that her art is great. She knows that it will hopefully bring her some fame someday. But then she meets Enki, who is titled the Summer King. So the city is celebrating the Summer King, this figurehead that appears regularly and is assigned to a person. And everybody loves the new Summer King and there are some romantic feelings also brewing between June's best friend, Gil, and also June herself uh, between them and, and Enki. And the reason June is attracted to Enki is because she also sees him as an artist. So he speaks to her artistic soul. And together they end up, you know, creating these artistic works and projects. And it's not just, you know, art for art's sake. It's also political art. So there's something brewing. There's a rebellion brewing against the government and these restrictive orders it's placed against new technology. Um, and there's also some challenges June will face with her love for Enki. There's a fate ascribed to the Summer King that will make it very difficult for their relationship to thrive and last. So it definitely has that. I haven't actually read this one again, so I I get the sense that there is a sort of love triangle happening here with June Gill and Enki, um, which again was a big feature of some of these YA dystopian stories back when. So if you want to go back and sort of remember that time and, you know, YA dystopian fiction of a decade ago, this is a great book to do that with. Um, it has all of the elements you might remember. So again, that was The Summer Prince by Aliyah Don Johnson. And this one comes with warnings for racism and mention of suicide. So that was it for some 2013 BIPOC SFF books. Um, I hope you check these out. And yeah, I hope you have a great time reading. SFF Yeah is sound edited by Caitlin Brame. Many thanks to her for making us sound great each and every episode. Thank you so much for listening as always. You can email us at sffpia.bookriot.com. And if you have a moment, please do review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, you can find me online on Instagram. I'm at S. Zine of Williams. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye.